Genre. Greetings and welcome to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. And joining us is no stranger to the Minute by Minute community, Miss Crystal Beth. Welcome. Yay! Hi! Hi. We're thrilled. We are too. We're thrilled to have you on. It's I'm used to recording at night. This is a nice daytime recording. I'm happy. You don't want to put up some blackout shades to kind of feel more at home? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Did you say greetings at the beginning? Did you change the intro? Yeah, I figured minute 101, why not? <laughs> <laughs> he also uh, did the Spock, the Spock fingers and li- like waved his hand in front of him and was like, greetings. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> so you got to change it up. You can't do the same thing. And minute 101? <laughs> <laughs> I would say change it up like maybe after 40, try something new, 40 to 80, mm-hmm. and then something new, but no, that's good. Yeah, better late than ever. Well, today, we're knocking out minute 101, as we said, which begins with some ADR inhaling, and it ends with the introduction of the fight announcers. Did you notice that the um, when they're getting the nose spray up the nose, that's clearly not them that's doing the, or not, that's not that recording, that's them inhaling, and Rocky does like a little, uh, uh, <laughs> at the end? No, I didn't even notice. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. I didn't even notice. You didn't notice that? Neither no. did I. I also, I have a phobia of things in my nose, so when something like that's happening, my brain shuts off to whatever's happening, because it's like, oh, so- it, it reminds me of drowning in a pool. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. So you can't even watch it without getting anxiety? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't like this. Oh, boy. Uh, I When you have a stuffy nose, though, this spray is, is like heaven, dude. It's like a new... You know, like a new nose for about an hour. <laughs> but this is the shit that people get addicted yeah, to, right? Yeah, and stuff like uh, that. Yeah. Nasonex. I could, we used to have the ones, and by we I mean humans, used to have the one that was like eucalyptus that wasn't a liquid where you just sniff in and it kind of like is like more like a Vicks, I guess. Oh, uh, like, like yeah. a menthol. I have kinda. that one too. I, I use that one sometimes. Nothing that works one like I this was one, fine though. with. Mm. Nah. They, they came up with a new one. It's like just saline or whatever, and that's just – that's. This does nothing worse like these chemical yeah. ones. But the uh, like those those menthol ones, you don't even stick up your nose. You kind of just just inhale the vapors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that that vapor rub, the ch- the sh- stuff you rub on your kid's chest. Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting. I mean, watching the minute, it's are you sure it's not them? Or it you mean like it's like someone else's arm? No, it's, it's, no, it's the sound. The, right? the, the sound. Right? It, the sound is like oh, it's ADR. It's not happening. They're not recording that sound because it just it just seems oh, yeah. it seems like disconnected. I think that if if taking the nose spray is any indication of what's to come here, I'm I'm betting on Apollo because Rocky takes it like a little baby, pulling away, <laughs> yeah. fighting it. He doesn't want it. Apollo just sucks it up and takes it like a man. He just <laughs> takes that spray. So Apollo's clearly the tougher man here. Maybe he's addicted to it, or he's addicted to it. Yeah, maybe the, it's uh, cocaine. <laughs> It was different. the 70s. Yeah. The uh, the effects of the nose spray for boxing, it opens up the sinuses and increases your oxygen intake. And it's it not just for boxing. That's the effects of it for everyone. Well, I'm, it benefits the for reason boxing. reason they use it boxing. Well, well, this would be like the, I'm guessing, like the now the athletes wear like the nasal, the breathe right nose strips and stuff they wear all mm-hmm. the time. That's probably yeah. the equivalent of, I'm guessing. 
Oh, yeah. Same, same result. But it also um, keeps the inflammation down Oh, for uh, the repeated punching to the nose. Okay. It helps uh, subdue that a little bit. Really? See? Does it do that for everybody? Uh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Naysayer. <laughs> <laughs> it would if you took it and got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no? Does that give you anxiety to Chris? Every time I leave yeah, the house, I... just in case. You never know <laughs> when, you get, when a fight breaks out and you get punched in the face. So I just always want to be prepared. I just it, Punching in the face is just a scary thing in general. I wear glasses. Oh. And it's less about being punched in the face and more of how much I would look like a nerd getting punched in the face because my glasses <laughs> would fall off. Yeah. Isn't – I used to wear glasses as a kid. And isn't broken glasses like the – it's always hanging over your head mm-hmm. when you're wearing oh, glasses? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything you do, your glasses can fall off and break and then – or get scratched. Mm-hmm. You ever get the lenses scratched like right in your line of vision? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I used to have uh, my the arm of one of my glasses – it kept breaking, but not where it was hinging. It broke in front of the hinge, so I had to keep super gluing it. And then oh. once I lost it, and we didn't have enough money to buy me a new pair of glasses, so I had them like balanced on my face. And every time I'd <laughs> sneeze, they'd like hang off by my ear and dangle by my chin. <laughs> so I won't. I can't box. Rocky is a. Uh, this movie is just <laughs> foreign to me. You, you would want to wear your glasses yeah, in the ring. Yeah, not many boxes wear their glasses in the ring. That would be that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> One shot and probably break them. Probably. I'm the same way about yeah. contacts, though. Like when I go away on vacations, I always bring a couple pair of contacts, glasses, everything, just in case you know one mm-hmm. falls out. You know, oh, yeah. scratch one. I was actually in a couple of years ago. We were on vacation in Disney World, and I scratched like my, my eye and it started bleeding. And the blood oh. in the contact lens, and oh. it was like, irritating my eye. So I had to take the contact out for a day. But I was in like Epcot. And I didn't have my glasses. Uh-huh. I didn't have any uh-huh. a set pair of contacts. So like, I it, I was for a while. I was wearing one contact and one no contact. And I was oh like, oh headache. God. So I, took them, I took them both out. Like you know, what it's like being in, in an amusement park for a day and you can't see anything. It's right. oh, <laughs> like I went on all the God. rides, squinting, trying to get them close. <laughs> it was just it was awful. Really funny. Now ever since then though, I every every time I go on like any anything where I'm leaving the house for more than a day. Glasses, two pair of extra contacts, everything. Yeah, I look that, up local eye doctors in the area in case I have an emergency. <laughs> that's the worst. Like, just not being able to see is... Oh, uh, awful, I, dude. Awful. I have a stigmatism in one eye, so one of my contacts always... Like, I, even with... Bo- like, I wouldn't be able to box at all because if someone punched me in the eye, my right contact would just come out because that's just what happens with every... Like, I could blink and it'll pop out. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was in the middle of playing a rugby game and my contact fell out of my eye, but I caught it. So I put it in my mouth because that's what, you know, if you're going to wash it, you put it in your mouth and you put it sure. back in your eye. I started running and it turned into like a little sail in my mouth and I breathed <laughs> in and swallowed it. <laughs> but I'm I'm blind without my contact. So I, I can't, I had to keep one in. So I'm playing the game with just one of my eyes shut, trying to like tackle women. And I uh, couldn't, there was like six of everyone. Oh, it was terrible. I've... I've tackled a woman with one eye shut before. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no stranger to that. Is that after she pepper sprayed that one eye? <laughs> yes. You're still trying to get her? Pepper spray. Just hold your eye closed and keep, you know. Oh, man. Doing. Sorry. Jay's not a predator, everybody. We're just kidding. Um, I have a friend in college who got a really, really bad eye infection to where they almost had to take his eye out from washing his contacts in his own saliva. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Very bad. What? I thought that was an okay thing to do. No, he, but he, he used to do it all the time. Like regularly, oh. and and he got a really bad eye infection. He had to have an operation. He almost lost his eye. Holy cow! Yeah, so I bet I know somebody that's never going to do that again. 
right. Eyeballs. So, we, so back to Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Yeah. Uh, Rocky's looking at himself in the mirror. Uh, Neil's on the front, uh, on the floor in front of the sink and says a little prayer. Okay, this bothers me. Mm-hmm. Not the praying, because do what you want. But mm-hmm. the fact that he is in the bathroom and one room over from a not bathroom and decides to pray in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you how you feel about kneeling on the floor of a bathroom. No, that's disgusting, first. <laughs> yeah. Second, it's a bathroom, which I feel like is probably one of the more disrespectful places. To pr- I mean, like, talk to God wherever you want. But mm-hmm. there's open toilets right to his right that I'm looking at, which I don't like to look at personally. But he just he's in the room. He walks through the room with the bench that Adrian's in. And that bench is also probably way more comfortable to lean your arms up on. It's cushioned. Right. And if he tells everybody to go scram for a couple minutes so he could pray, I'm sure they would respect him. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them to go in the bathroom I, and wait. Oh. It's my volume down here. Uh, I agree. I, I've prayed on the floor of the bathroom, like when I'm throwing up at the toilet. Throwing up, and I'm like, <laughs> why, God? <laughs> Please I make it stop. I swear I'll never drink again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How about that robe, though? Yeah, that's a good I Actually, I wore a robe like that in a sketch once when I was playing God. Mm. Yeah. A, a red and yellow? Red and yellow oversized. silk. Yep. Nice. Yeah, silk hood. I'm going to need a picture of that. Yeah, I wonder if I have a picture. I'll have to look around. <laughs> what? what? Uh, now, now, the robe itself is another example of a mistake that enhanced the flavor of the movie a little bit. Uh, we've had a couple of instances where a not planned thing kind of lent itself to the movie and, and made it better in the end. And this is one of those. They, they got the robe. And it was huge. The robe was just gigantic. So, and they didn't have any money for a new one. And it was like ridiculous. Time to get a new one. It came like the the day, the day of. of the shoot or something. So they wouldn't never even had time to get one. They said. But it was it was like ridiculously big. Like the word stallion is across his ass, not even his lower back. <laughs> Where <laughs> words should be properly. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they couldn't pretend it didn't look goofy. So they figured they would just address it and make a joke out of it. So uh, we hear what. Two or three or four times, Rocky commenting on how big the robe is. Says to Adrian. Says when he's leaving. Says to Paulie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you said uh, this is an instance where a mistake actually made the movie better. Do you think this is better than if the robe just fit right? <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> it's like a they make a joke out of it. Yeah, and it fits because it's super last minute. It's not who they expected it to be. He doesn't fit anywhere in life anyway. It's a commentary on like who he is. He doesn't fit in here. So it makes sense that he wouldn't fit into his robe. Also, one of the charming things about Rocky is how innocent and, and childlike he is. And it, like he's, he's about to face the biggest moment of his life. And he, all he keeps addressing is this, how big the robe is. Yeah. You know, it, it just lends to how charming Rocky is. Yeah, and it fits. That's, I feel like that's how most people would be if they're doing something. They find that one thing to fixate on. Like he, I mean, he might, mm. he's probably nervous. When you find that one thing to fixate on that's not what you're about to do, it helps. You're right. It helps them um, try not to get overwhelmed by the focus of the fight. Yeah, like people freak out about their shoelaces and stuff when they're, you know, trying to do something. Else. I don't know. Do people freak out about shoelaces? I, I'm not sure. Huh, I, I don't think. know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. There's other things to freak out about. Yeah, not your shoelaces? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe if they're untied and you're... About to go to a race or something? Maybe sure. Or like, yeah. or like what color they are? Dude, that probably never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Not since the uh, 
80s when you'd wear two different Ooh, colored shoelaces. That was like the thick ones. Yeah, yeah remember uh, those? Yeah, like Run DMC. They were always neon. Neon, like green for one shoe and... Say pink. Go ahead. Say pink. <laughs> for some reason, all I want to say is pink. <laughs> blue, neon blue for the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we see a very oily Apollo Creed sitting on the trainer's bench in his locker room. Alone. What do you think his entourage is congregating in the back about? Is it just now Apollo? Is he silently praying and told everybody to go screw so he can have a few moments of peace? Maybe they know that he gets snippety. Mm, could be. He becomes, he like snips because he gets nervous and he's always such so joyful that they're like, oh, don't talk to him right before the show. He's kind of crazy. Yeah. He, the show. He puts, the fight. He puts on his, <laughs> the show. He puts on his game face. Yeah. I had a boyfriend like that. Before he would do any stand-up show, I couldn't talk to him for a half hour. And if he had a bad set, I couldn't talk to him for the whole Ooh. ride home. And I'd be like, no, it's a good, you did good. You did stand-up in New York City. You're doing such a good job. And he'd be like, oh, they didn't laugh at this joke. And then he would get mad at me. And I was like, it's not. So this is probably what's happening with Apollo. They're like, just leave him alone. But ben, I guess that's a net everything. Like, failure is part of the game. Maybe your game. Well, actually not Apollo Creed's because he hasn't lost yet, but... Yeah. Yeah, but as far as, like, stand-up or any kind, like, I tell my son all the time, he gets frustrated when he tries something and fails at it. It's part of the part of the game. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the reasons why he's your ex-boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. With a much more, you know, emotionally stable person now. That's important. <laughs> so we're back in lock... And, oh, boy. We're back in Rocky's locker room as we hear Mickey say, time, kid, and they walk out. Now, that moment where he says time and it's time you know time for the introduction i just imagine rocky's stomach dropping yeah you ever get that like before going on stage or like early on when you know when they called your name to go on stage like that moment right before oh yeah your stomach drops and then you forget all your jokes even though you wrote them and they're about your life <laughs> uh, we can't relate to that we're not stand up we're terrible at improv yeah, exactly. uh <laughs> when, I, when I played the saxophone in high school, I used oh, to have boy. it when it was time to take the stage. But I was so good that it, it <laughs> I was waiting for my moment. Yeah? yeah. You excited to get pumped up? Yeah, the rest of the band would come out and just kind of like scurry to their seats, and I would come out just ready to go. You were the kind of saxophone. Saxophone? Yep. You were the kind of saxophone player that wore sunglasses and one of those derby hats, weren't you? I don't think I ever wore a derby hat. I cannot say that I never wore sunglasses. With a feather in it? (laughs) A derby hat with a feather in it? I can't say I never wore sunglasses, but not a hat. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was, you know, I was cared about my appearance, though. Now, the the pink sweaters with the white turtlenecks. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's our thoughts on that? Mickey and the guys are, his corner men, wearing pink sweaters. It looks, it looks like they were like, okay, we need to get all of our red together. And they were like, great. We're going to wear all this red. These red, sweat, red sweaters are going to be perfectly. And they're like, okay, but let's be clean before the show. <laughs> so they washed the red sweaters in the wash and they turned pink. And they were like, we don't have time to get new shirts. We just have to deal with the pink. That's what I think happened. <laughs> or were they white and they washed them with, they washed with, with, red. with a red sock? <laughs> I, I saw somewhere that they did, that they, it was a mess up as well, another one. But I haven't been able to find that again since I read it that one time. How 70s are those sweaters, though? They're terrible, man. They're really thick looking. I think it would be hot. It would be really hot in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. So the guys walk out, and we're looking at Rocky and Adrian. And she says she'll wait for him there. 
Why doesn't she want to go watch? Brutality? More, yeah, I mean, she's the conversation from the ice rink, we know that she, this is not her world. She doesn't understand it. She doesn't like the violence. She doesn't get it at all. But I, I still think she should go watch. Yeah. You got into this, lady. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you know you know what you're getting into. Yeah, she entered this thing knowing what he did. I think it's very. she should be out there watching. But the fact that she's not, I don't know. I'm very upset with her, actually, about this. Are you? Yeah, I think she should be, you know, even if it's not, like, if my wife did something that I, didn't, I can't think of what it would be, but. Um, well, she's there. She's supporting him, but she just. Get out there and watch the man. Be, be cheer him maybe on. Maybe he didn't want her to. That could be it. You know, like, maybe it didn't seem like he was like, hey, come on, watch. He was like, well, you could stay in here if you want. She was like, <laughs> okay, I'll stay in here, I guess. And he's like, all right, we'll see you out there. Bye, later. It doesn't seem like he was like, oh, yeah, come watch me. They both knew they were saying bye in this room. So he's not distraught about it. So I wasn't distraught about it. I thought it was weird that you'd want to sit in this sweaty. Smelly locker room, right? Smelly locker room when there's like popcorn out in the theater area. Theater area. (laughs) Arena. Where am I right now? Apparently. This is Rocky at the Chuckle Hut. (laughs) (laughs) Jay's, uh, Jay's pointed out. Numerous times how after um, the only other fight we've seen Rocky participate in at the beginning of the movie, uh, he tells everybody, you should have seen me, you should have seen me, you should have seen me. So to think that he doesn't want Adrian to see him, I mean, when he wants he wants that recognition, I don't know, maybe I think he's protecting her because, because of the yeah, maybe. brutality that's about to happen. That could yeah, be. that makes sense. He He knows he goes into this fight. Pretty confident that he's going to lose. Maybe he doesn't want her to see him lose. That's another. That's something I thought of. Like if you thought you were going to get beat up or lose, you would. You wouldn't want her to see that. So you just okay. I still think she should be there. I still think she should be. I can handle it no matter what. I'm your lady. Yeah, I think you're she my should man. Be there too. I will be out there. Well, whatever the case is, she stays in that smelly locker room. Well, does she? <laughs> or does she? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Uh, Rocky makes a joke out of it. How about I wait here and you fight? Now, see, this is another thing. Usually, like when the if if it's something like where you can get hurt or beat up or something, whatever, the man would be like, "No, I'll I'll do this for you." But he's quick to be like, "Oh, you should go out there and I'll sit in here." <laughs> That's not come on, Rocky. Very manlike. He's the kind of guy that would jump out of the way and throw her in the path of the train. Yeah, or like when when someone's sick, like the woman's sick and she's uh, like has like a disease and she's in bed, and the, the man would be like, you know, I'll switch place with you in a second. Like, mm-hmm. I wish it was me laying there and, and whatever. Rocky would be like, if he was dying in bed, be like, how would you lay here and die? And I'll sit over there in the chair in the waiting room, <laughs> get coffee from the vending machine, some pretzels. But no, not Rocky. It seems very specific. Have you ever been in that situation? What, have coffee and pretzels in the hospital? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but she, when he tells her that she looks very great tonight, uh, her face, like she's completely smitten with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say so? Yeah, that's a very nice moment. You know, like you said before, like he's on the verge of one of the big, not one of, probably the, not even probably, he's on the verge of the biggest moment of his entire life. But he still t- takes time out to compliment her and... You know, be, have a tender moment with her. That's very sweet. Yeah, she says focus. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> and he saw in her what no one else did, and she feels like a beautiful woman because of him now. And yeah, he changed. So cute. He changed her life as much as she changed his. Yeah. You know, uh, 
the moment that changed his life was the kiss in his apartment. Yeah. You know, it was then that things started going right for him. The very next day, he got this fight offer. So, yeah, she's uh, the biggest thing in his life, even above this fight. I love it. So sweet. Yeah, he tells her not to leave town. He's still doing the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) With the air punches. Yeah, oh my gosh. You know, no matter what he's doing, he's air punching. Yeah. He doesn't want to forget how to do it. (laughs) She's like rehearsing. Yeah. Yeah. Like He's you, like, okay, I lift my arm up here, I lift my arm up here, I lift my arm up here, and I lift my arm up here, and then I lift my arm up, and then I lift it up again, and that <laughs> keeps doing. And he's rehearsing for a show at the Chuckle Hut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he tells her to wish him luck. She says, good luck. And then he walks out and does the bit about the baggy robe. Again, his childlike behavior. But I like something here, though. Maybe I, I've looked into it too much, but um, where he says, you know, he, he stops in the doorway. He looks back. She already says good luck to him. He stops in the doorway. He looks back at her, and he asks her about the robe being too baggy, and her response is just good luck. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she's telling him, like, just to focus. Like, she doesn't want, you know, he's trying He's trying to, um, you know, it's a common thing when you're trying to take your mind, when you're, something big's happening, you're mm-hmm. trying to take your mind off of it, talking about different things. And I feel like she's giving him a message here, just like, you know, focus on what's about to happen, you know, by just saying, you know, say good luck. He says the robe and he just says it again, you know, good luck. Like, hmm. stop talking about the robe. Don't worry about the robe. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. my red hat. Don't worry about <laughs> anything but what you're about to go do. It's nice of her, though. Wow. Most women would be like, like, if I, you know, would be like, you know, no, it looks fine. Or, yeah, maybe it's a little baggy or something like that. But she was just like, you know, no, pay attention to what you're doing. Focus. Yeah. Who cares about the robe? You're going to take it off soon. Yeah, that's that's the other point. You're not going to be wearing it for long. My wife would probably be like, this robe is too big. Oh, would you shut the fuck up and get out there and fight already? <laughs> uh, and I noticed a camera thing here where, now I might be looking too much into this, but remember when she was first in Rocky's apartment, when she's wearing her date outfit with that suit of armor, wool overcoat she's wearing? <laughs> she they show her like a long shot of her in Rocky's apartment and she looks very small in in relationship to everything else in the apartment because it's like a far shot and they should when when Rocky leaves we see a shot of her alone in the locker room but it doesn't have that small feeling like she did back in the apartment yeah she's holding her own yeah yeah but she's, she's still not the biggest thing in the room mm-hmm. well she is the biggest thing in the room but you still see the space around her but she's it's also uh a low angle, which right. makes you look stronger. So that's a that's a nice thing too. Yeah, she's uh, like a completely different person than she was in that that last where, where it looks like she's lost inside the apartment. He's helping her get strong. Absolutely, I don't think anybody would disagree with you. Jay, would you disagree? Um, no, you don't have any idea what you're <laughs> talking about. I actually wasn't even listening to you guys for a second. She got distracted. I was checking my phone for something, but. It's all right. Uh, yeah, but I agree 100%. Disagree? No, what was I supposed to do? You're supposed to agree. I agree. You got to focus, Jay. Hey, you know I Bring him back it. in. Jay, good luck. <laughs> Does this sweatshirt look too big? <laughs> <laughs> so we see a wonderful overhead shot of the ring as the TV announcers, Bill Baldwin and Stu Nahan, introduce themselves. They didn't have many extras in this fight scene, Crystal, so, so they did what they can with just filling in the first couple of rows with extras and... 
kind of just you don't ever really see a spanning shot of the crowd or you do but it's like stock right, so footage can you wait till the, we get to that part why are you jumping ahead so much <laughs> relax <laughs> fair enough i don't have any notes for tomorrow now <laughs> i just use them <laughs> now but you know we see the uh, overhead shot of the ring the guys introduce themselves and uh, that's the end that is the end you can actually if you at second 57 like you can see some empty seats in the dark Mm-hmm. Right before they turn the lights out. Yeah. Especially up at the top. Yeah. Like right here. Oh my God. Fifth, second 55 of the minute. Like the whole. Oh yeah. The whole thing is empty. Yeah. Maybe people haven't got their seats yet. It's early. Nope. The popcorn. <laughs> like I said, the popcorn. Yeah. Oh my God. These are all empty up here. Yeah. Completely oh, empty. Wow. This is all empty. Oh, they should have cut the lights out a little sooner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they, they showed um, at the be- very beginning of the scene, they showed an overhead shot of the ring where the a lot of the seats were empty. But that was early because the guys were still getting their hands mm-hmm. taped up and the nasonex shut up their nose. But now they're, it, Rocky's about to get introduced <laughs> and nobody's in the seats. Any last thoughts on the locker room scene? No, I said my piece. My The sink was the thing for me. Mm, the bathroom. No, I'm good. All right. So, Miss Crystal Beth. Yes. What are you working on now? Uh, right now, I'm in between projects and just working on everyone else's projects. So I am uh, doing lots of guesting, which is the best. Before we start right. something new and I have no time, then I'm still doing Unlimited Lives Radio, the video game podcast on the which last podcast ends. network, which never ends because it's unlimited and you have lives forever. All our video game nerds out there, go check that out. Why do you call them nerds? Can't you just call them video game well, nerds? Because they're Star nerds. Star Wars nerds, Star Trek nerds. It's insult everyone. All it's our video game <laughs> gamers. Just a it's bunch just a- of nerds. If you're listening to this and you play video games, you're a nerd <laughs> and I love you. And the word nerd doesn't have the connotation it used to. No, n- nerd no. now means handsome, cool guy and it sucks. Oh. Hipster. Okay. Hipsters yeah. are nerds. <laughs> the guy that brings a record player to the cafe with him while he sips his macchiato. Yeah. <laughs> Who brings a record player to a cafe? Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, aside from Unlimited Lives and all your guest spots, um, you did a little project called The Fifth Element. I did. It was super fun. It was a great show, by the way. Thoroughly Thank enjoyed you. it. Thank uh, you. That's where it you covered so the, fifth, the movie The Fifth Element one minute at a time with your now husband, John Robert Wilson. Yes. If you like The Fifth Element, which is a great sci-fi comedy movie, like their, their show was, was just, it was an incredible enhancement to an already great movie. So, Aw, thanks. No problem. No problem. Is that it? You want to plug anything else or you want to? Yeah, I mean, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm the Crystal Beth on all of it. And uh, yeah, moviesbyminutes.com. You can listen to me on a lot of those shows. You have a running count? How many guest spots you've done? Uh, I think... Last year, I was on 43. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, uh, you can find us on Twitter, at Rocky Minute. We have a listeners group called Mighty Mix on Facebook. Our website, where our episodes are released, is doinggenre.com. There's us. There's a bunch of other different uh, minute-by-minute shows and just other entertainment-based podcasts on there. So go check it all out. Oh, yeah, we've been saying that at the end, you know, for the three credit minutes that we wanted to do a sort of a mailbag episode. So uh, send any kind of mail. We don't have a physical mail address. 
who sends that crap anyway, you can <laughs> email us at rockyminute at gmail.com. So if you have any statements, questions, uh, comments, concerns, any ways hot we... Hot tips, hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> any way we can improve the show for Don't. Rocky 2 when, uh, when we're ready to do that, please send them to rockyminute at gmail.com. I got some things I'm going to send, some ways to improve. <laughs> you have some? Yeah. All right. Join us tomorrow if Crystal Beth will join us once again. I would love to. All right, everybody, have a good night, and we'll see you on the next Rocky Minute. <laughs> <laughs>